Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. This is Darren, and if you like this content, you have got to come check out my new course, 90 Day Relationship Reset. If you've got drama in your relationships, if you're struggling with a relationship, this is the course for you. Go to my website, drdarrenwilson.com. It's the very first button you push. It'll take you right to the relationship webpage. You can sign up today. You can uplevel your relationship. And in 90 days, your relationships will be reset. Come join me today, drdarrenwilson.com. I can't wait to see you in the course room. Well, welcome in everyone to episode number 76 of the Life Coaching for Men podcast. I am so glad to be back with you this week. Boy, how about that episode last week with Alan Jager, huh? If you haven't checked that out on mindfulness, on meditation, you need to go back and check it out and listen to it. Uh, there were some just wonderful nuggets uh, from Alan teaching you how to start a mindfulness practice if you've never done that before, uh, the importance of meditation, and uh, I just thought it was it was fascinating. Uh, one of the, the key takeaways for me was um, when he talked about when you're dealing with something in the moment that you can actually you know, try to count your breaths. Um, and, and counting your breaths wasn't really something that was, you know, just uh, life-changing for me at the time. But what was so neat was thinking about that that is how you can really stay in the present. If you stay in the present by counting your breaths because you can't breathe in the past and you can't breathe in the future. I just thought that was that was super. And so for those of you who are struggling uh, to to get your emotional state under control, uh, throughout the day, that's that's a great tactic for you to use is to stop, count your breaths, and know that hey, you've got to be in the presence in the present while you're doing that, um, because you cannot be in the past and you can't be in the future. And you just bring yourself back to that. If you can do that for you know two or three minutes, and then come back, and boy, it will really drop the temperature in the room and just help you uh, think a little more clearly and be able to move forward from there. Then you can do your thought downloads and decide 
how you want to intentionally think. But I just thought that was fabulous. So if you get a chance, go back and listen to last week's episode. Uh, really appreciate him being on here and, and just thought it was super. Uh, a lot of you have asked me and a lot of my coaching right now is centered on and around relationships. And particularly, um, you know, when we start to blame the other person in our relationship or we just cannot find happiness or whatever that might look like, we're frustrated. Um, and it doesn't matter if it's a relationship that's, you know, a year old or 20 years old. Uh, there are always things in there that, that seem to pop up. And so this week I want to talk to you about ways that you are sabotaging your relationships. And I want you to stop. I want you to stop sabotaging your relationships and, and stop doing those and, and stop doing them right now. And, you know, I do a lot of research as I'm leading up to these podcasts and um, looked at a lot of different places this week and found uh, several different things from uh, Google and others. Um, one of the people that uh, popped up with uh, some good strategies was Amanda White. Uh, she's an LPC that you know works primarily with um, with women and couples and there were several things that I kind of took from her this week and then other things from other uh, places and then, you know, added my own little touch and little spin um, on the rest of the content. But I just think it's so important for us, for you, uh, to continue to learn from as many different people and as many different places as you can because everyone has something to offer and you just have to decide if that's uh, what you need at the time because uh, just because someone has something to offer doesn't mean it's for you. Uh, but you certainly can uh, decipher that and figure out exactly what you need for the moment. And so these are some things that I want you to stop doing in your relationships, and particularly those of you who are struggling in relationships right now. Number one, assume that your partner can read your mind. When I was younger, I would I would used to joke with some of my friends and say that, um, you know, I was a member of the MRA, the the Mind Readers Association, because I would, you know, be pretty good at reading people and um, guessing what they were thinking or guessing what they were going to do next. And uh, the truth is, you know, I'm not a member of the MRA and neither are you. Uh, so so stop thinking that you can uh, read your partner's mind, even if you've been with them a long time. And even if you think, you know, well, they know me better than I know myself. That is not true because what you want to hear is what they are actually thinking. You want to hear what is actually going on inside of them. And so to do that, what do you have to do? You have to ask. Guys, I know we love to do this, right? You actually have to have a conversation. And there may actually have to be some feelings involved. And you may actually have to ask some probing questions. Um, it's not It's not our best suit. I mean, we're just... We're just not, uh, we're, we're not typically wired that way. So we have to get out of our own way. We have to get out of our own box. We have to get out of our comfort zone and we have to ask those questions. So don't assume your partner can read your mind. Number two, not giving your partner feedback from what's going on with you. Okay, not giving your partner feedback from what's going on with you. It's it's similar, right, to the mind reading, except now you want them to be able to read your mind. You're like, oh, you should know what I want, right? You should know how I feel. You should know how I'm going to respond in this situation. You should know what I need to fill, fill my cup up. No, you want to actually tell them or ask them for 
what you need in a specific situation. So if you're struggling and you say, you know what, I just, I don't, I don't, I feel down right now. I could really use your support. I could really use just your love. I could really use your care. I don't need to be, um, you know, talked to. I don't need advice. I just need your support. You know, we're not very good, again, at asking for things that we need, particularly when we feel like we're, we're being weak or when we feel like we are vulnerable or we feel like that we should have the answer. And that's the exact time when you should ask that question. Tell your partner, hey, this is what I need. Because what happens, guys, is we hold back, we don't tell them what we need, and then we hold a grudge. Then we're like, well, you should have known what I needed. You should have known what I was going through. Why, if you had responded in this way, then I would have been happier that day. I would have gotten over this. Isn't that true? But instead, instead, we want to actually have the conversation and actually say, hey, this is what I need and this is what I need right now. Now, they get to choose. They get to choose whether they want to give that to you or they want to provide in a certain way. But if you're in a good loving relationship that's give and take, most of the time they're going to they're going to try to appease that because if you're if you're in love with your spouse, then that's exactly what you want to do for them and that's what they want to do for you. It doesn't mean you hold that against them, it doesn't mean anything like that, but you can certainly ask for what you would like to see in a particular situation. Okay? So number 3, expecting your relationship to fulfill 100% of your wants, needs, and desires. Expecting your relationship to fulfill 100% of your wants, needs, and desires. How many times have people gotten married thinking, oh, the famous line in the movie, right? They're going to complete me. And that is not how a relationship works, right? Relationships can provide some joy. They can provide love. They can provide stability. But no relationship, regardless of what it is, is going to be perfect. And one person cannot fulfill you. So you still need support from family. You still need support from friends. You need to be able to find an ally. Maybe you need coaching. Maybe you need therapy. Maybe you need just someone to talk to. But expecting your spouse to fulfill 100% of everything else that you need is just going to set you up for failure. It's just going to set you up to sabotage your relationship. You need some time on your own. You need to be able to fill your own bucket. You need to be able to find other outlets that can help fill that bucket because you will be you will be lonely in the end because you will become so needy on that other person. You'll become graspy and you'll be enmeshed with them, if you will, and you will not be able to separate yourself. The best relationships, right? You're you're your own person, they're their own person, and you all come together for a common good and a common good for each other. And you become a team and you're supportive. And you're able to move forward. But when you are reliant on that person to fill your bucket day in and day out, it will just lead to emptiness. And number four, assuming any doubt or conflict means it's over. You're doomed. Relationship is finished. Assuming any doubt or conflict means that the relationship's over. Relationships are hard work. If anybody tells you any different, they're lying to you. Relationships are hard work. Yes, some are easier than others. Yes, sometimes you you just naturally, because of your personality, get along with someone better than you can somebody else. 
but relationships are hard work and no matter how no matter how you know easy you think or how you think it should go there are always going to be conflicts or disagreements and there will even be some doubts but just know that you're going to have periods where it's easier and then there's going to be other periods where it's more difficult you're going to have some ebb and flows in relationships and if you are trying to work every day to become and be the burst, the best version of yourself and you're trying and you're you're feeding all of the good things into what your relationship is and can be then it's going to be much easier for you to show up in that relationship the way that you want to if you're consistently feeding yourself with thoughts and doubts of oh what have i done here i can't believe i'm in this relationship this relationship is so hard this will never work out well of course you're going to you're going to put yourself on a path that is not going to be a positive outcome in the end for you. So you want to have a discipline each day to say how grateful you are for the relationship, to say how thankful you are for the relationship, to say how thankful you are for the person on the other side of you. And, oh, by the way, you are working to become the person that the person on the other side of you wants to be with. The more you work on yourself, the better your overall relationship and relationships will be. I guarantee it. The more you work on yourself, the better the rest of your relationships are going to be. Number five, this is hard for us right here. Guys, this is hard for us. Stop comparing your relationships to others. Start, stop comparing your relationship to others. So whether it's your relationship with your spouse, your relationship with your friends, your relationships at work, whatever that is, just stop comparing them. Your relationship is your relationship. Your relationship with your spouse is unique and special to you and your spouse. It is not supposed to be like anybody else. You're not supposed to try to emulate somebody else. Yeah, you might take some bits and pieces of, of relationships that you've seen that, are, that go really well, but you're not trying to put yourself in the position of being in that particular relationship. So just know that every relationship has its own uniqueness. Ask yourself, how do I want to celebrate my birthday with her? How do I want to celebrate Christmas? How do we want to celebrate Valentine's Day? You know, it doesn't have to be how the people down the street or how your friends do it or how your sister-in-law does it or how whomever. It doesn't have to be that way. You can decide and you can choose and your relationship can be exactly how you want it to be again open communication talk with your spouse talk with your partner and say this is this is what i would like what would you like in this relationship we don't have to be like anybody else we can be unique to ourselves. number six and I, I talk about this one about preserving the relationship so when you can preserve the relationship or choose being Right? Choosing being, stop choosing, I'll put it this way, stop choosing being right over being understanding. So I want you to be understanding instead of being right. I want you to preserve the relationship. You are always going to have some conflict. You're always going to have disagreement. And that's an opportunity, right, to reveal what's going on inside of you. When you have that conflict when you when you start to get frustrated you can notice what's going on inside of you and you almost always have a choice 
Do I want to preserve the relationship or do I want to stay in a fight? Do I want to preserve a relationship or do I want to be right? Which one would you rather? And nine times out of ten, if you will work to preserve the relationship, to choose to understand the other person, to be curious where the other person is coming from, to try to put yourself in their shoes, then your life and your relationship is going to be much better. You're not going to have to go back and apologize for something that you said in a moment of heat, in a moment of argument, because you're going to be able to say, no, I want to think with clarity. I want to stay, have clean thinking here, and I want to preserve the relationship. So choose understanding over being right. The other way around will sabotage the relationship. Number seven, not owning your part, not owning your part, right? Your partner's not perfect, but guess what, folks? You're not perfect either, right? I'm not perfect. No one is perfect. And so if we, if we go into it pointing our finger at them, and anytime you say the word you to start the sentence, you need to pause there. That should be a trigger. When you say you should or you are not or I, I can't believe you, right? Anytime it's you that's in there, you need to stop and go, no, wait a minute. What is my part in this? What part do I play? What can I own out of this conflict? What can I own out of where this relationship is not going well right now? What is that going to be? What is that going to do? Learn how to own your own own your own part of it, and then learn how to listen. If you need to make an apology, make it a true apology. Don't just say, oh yeah, I'm sorry. You know, those flippant apologies, they don't go very far. People see right through that. Your spouse sees right through that. So notice when that comes up, notice when you need to make an apology, say, look, I am really sorry that X, Y, Z. I am truly sorry. And then you're able to move through that. Okay, so own your part, own what's going on in you, and then have it, again, have a conversation, talk about it, get it out in the open, and then move through it. And then lastly, number eight is thinking that, hey, all we need is love, right? It's kind of like the Beatles song, all you need is love. Remember, folks, love is a verb. You have to intentionally want to love the person each and every day. If you leave love in there as just a noun, as something you are, something you are in, it will go quiet. It will go silent. It will it will fade away. And that is not what you want, right? You have to actively engage in order to stay in love. And so what does that mean? That means that you are actually doing things. You're communicating. You're you know, bringing home flowers or you're, you know, setting up a nice date or you're, you know, just having a night night out. Any Anything that you can do that is going to continue to fuel the relationship is going to help you keep that relationship on fire long term. Because again, you're always going to have these ebbs and flows. So you have to make sure that you are being intentional each and every day in how you relate to your spouse and how you love your spouse. So things that you're doing to sabotage your relationship, right? So stop doing these things. Stop doing these things and quit sabotaging your relationship. 
assuming you can read your part, assuming your partner can read your mind. Number one, assuming your partner can read your mind. Number two, not giving your partner feedback, not telling your partner what you need. Number three, expecting your relationship to fulfill 100% of your wants, needs, and desires. Number four, assuming any doubt or conflict means that your relationship is over or means that your relationship is in trouble. Number five, comparing your relationship to others. Stop doing that. Stop comparing. Number six, choosing being right over preserving the relationship. You always want to try to preserve the relationship if you can. Number seven, not owning your part of the relationship, not owning what you have brought to the table in your relationship. And number eight, thinking that all you need is love. And remember, love is a verb. Okay? So take those. Hopefully those help you this week, especially if you're struggling in your relationship, especially if you're in a a spot where you just don't know where to go and, and you don't know what to do. Just look at those, you know, consider those eight things and say, you know, how, how many of those am I really guilty of? What am I doing that is allowing me to sabotage this thing, this relationship that should mean is, and is supposed to mean the most to me? Okay, so go with those this week. If you need me, reach out to me, drdarrenwilson at gmail.com. Check out the website. I've got a great relationship course that will help you reset your relationship um, in 60 to 90 days. You go through that course one video at a time, one lesson at a time. I guarantee you that it will help you as you navigate this thing we call life and this thing we call life with another person. So I hope you have a great week. Can't wait to see you back here next Thursday. Take care, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. And don't forget, check out the new course, Stop Fighting Now. Go to drdarrenwilson.com. Sign up today. I can't wait to see you in the course room. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.